We back. We back at it again. Welcome, guys. Welcome back. I'm your host, Mike Ams. Thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate you guys, and it's it's been a fun ride so far. So far, I'm a month in, and produce some hopefully some good content for you guys. You know, I I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and I mean we got a lot to talk about, especially in MMA. Something is always going on all the time, so we got a lot of discussions we need to talk about. You know, but before we get any further, if you guys don't mind. Can you follow me on IG at epic underscore fight underscore discussions underscore MMA? And also I'm on YouTube as well. So it's for YouTube is epic fight discussions you need to hear. So that'd be great, guys, if you could, you know, follow me on IG and and YouTube and we can grow this thing together. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, what a week, what a week this has been, man. But I'm so glad we're close to the weekend. Actually, yeah, I mean, today's Wednesday, and yeah, we're close to the weekend, but let's go ahead and dive right into what we have to talk about. So, for this episode, what I really wanted to discuss with you guys is head trauma, and head trauma is is one thing that, that comes with the sport. So, if you're going into a combat sport or anything like physical, you might you might have to deal with some head trauma. And the reason why I wanted to discuss this topic with you guys is the fact that Dominic Reyes, uh, he just recently did an interview and he discussed some of his injuries that he that he was going through and head trauma was one of them. And he's taking some time off because he wants to, he wants to heal his brain. And that right there, I mean, that really caught my attention because... And because a lot of fighters do not acknowledge head trauma, they don't talk about it. And for him to, you know, to acknowledge the fact that he, he he's dealing with head trauma, you know, I give him a lot of respect for that. Because head trauma is something you, you cannot play with. It's something that you have to take very serious. And the fact that he's taking, you know, he's taking some time off to just, you know, to heal his brain is a really smart decision. And he said he's he might come back sometime, maybe. <clears throat> like mid of next year, maybe like in the fall or something like that, or the summertime, he just wants to, you know, just, just make sure like, you know, everything is squared away and he doesn't have like any, any more side effects or anything like that. So, you know, much respect to Dominic Reyes for, for acknowledging the fact that he's going through some head trauma. And it's just, like I said, like I mentioned guys, it's something that comes with the sport. Like head trauma is, like I mentioned, it's, it's nothing to play with because this is your brain for, for, you know, for God's sake. If you damage your brain, you cannot get it back. You know, you're, 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 you're permanently damaged and it's something that needs to be taken serious because at the end of the day, they're not going to fight forever. At the end of the day, they're going to have to hang up their gloves and they're going to have to live their life. And if you, if you, you cannot, it's hard to live your life with like with a brain injury, like who wants to live their life with a brain injury, you know, become brain damaged, you know, after your career is over. That's that that's not like a good way of living. That's not a good quality of life that anyone wants to live. So, you know, like when it comes down to like, like head trauma, it's like if you're a fighter or you're or someone that's training, if you're an amateur or you're a pro, you got to really take, you know, take it into accountability. You need to know, you need to be aware of how you're feeling, especially with your head. 
And the most important thing in practice is to wear headgear because there's there was times where I used to train at a MMA gym and I used to see guys that wouldn't wear headgear. And it's like, man, like you really you could really hurt yourself. Like for real, you could hurt yourself. You can you could get your bell wrong. You could get like a concussion or you could get knocked out and stuff like that. But when I see that, I just see I see these guys sometimes. They I think they don't want to look weak. You know, I think they want to look tough and they want to, you know, fit in with the crowd. But I, I, I that's not how I look at it. You know, if I look at someone wearing headgear, I'm just like, OK, you're being smart about it. You're being smart about your safety and you're training smart. You're preparing yourself the right way. And I will see these these things going on like in MMA gyms, but in boxing gyms, if you just go to a straight boxing gym, it's completely different. You have to wear a headgear. Amateur or pro, you have to wear a headgear. And <clears throat> and there's there was never a time where I didn't see anyone with the headgear because everyone always wore one. You know, so those those are the difference between like an MMA gym and a boxing gym. But even for the MMA guys, it's, it's still like same goes. Like I, I know the striking is, is very different, but still, I think even though like if they're if you're sparring light, I think a headgear is, is the must for sure, because <clears throat> because it's like you got to protect your brain. We only have one brain, you know, and if we damage it. You know, we were, you know, that's, we're going to have to live with that for the rest of our lives. You know, so before the fight, everything starts in the gym and preparation for the fight. Everything starts in the gym. And it's like, you see these guys, you know, it's, see these guys, like these fighters now, you know, some of the fighters, they're slurring the words and, you know, they're just kind of like slow or they, you know, they're, they're forgetful and stuff. So that's, you know, that's real. That's some real stuff. And they're going to have to live with that for the rest of their life. And, and, you know, but the thing is, it comes with the territory. It comes with the sport. When you're getting into combat sports, head trauma, it's going to it's going to be there. It's going to come with it because everyone's going to get hit. No doubt about it. It doesn't matter how good you are or how many, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't matter how good you are or whatever. You're you know, you're going to get hit regardless. You know, as good as Floyd Mayweather was as good of a master defense boxer. He was he still got hit. He still got hits, you know, but he, you know, he played it safe. He, you know, he's defensive most of the time and he took, he didn't take that much damage, but still he got hit and he, you know, his bill has been rung many times. So when I hear Dominic Reyes discuss about this head trauma stuff in his interview, I was like completely blown away because I'm just like, man, I, I don't really hear any fighters discuss about head trauma or like how they're feeling or, you know, concussions like that, I you know, it's one of those things where, <clears throat> you know, it's kept secretly. People keep it to themselves and they don't acknowledge it. So when he did that, I'm just like, man, like take as much time as you need away from the sport. You know, let your let your brain heal. Don't be in no rush. Come back whenever you need. I'm just like, for real, it's because like, head, you know, head trauma is, is serious. And so it's like one of those things where, where fighters, they would deny the fact that they have concussion or they been concussed or or anything like that it's just not something that people talk about you know it's not something that fighters are really open with and when they deny ever having a concussion or if they say i had like one two or three the most that's a damn lie that is a damn lie because sometimes i see these fighters and the way they fight and i'm just like man like and they're just like in these wars and they're trading back and forth and it's just like no you have a concussion dog 
you have a damn concussion. Like there is no way you're walking away with that scratch free. Quit lying to us. Quit BSing us. Like for instance, like Brian Ortega when he fought Alexander Volkanovsky, like in between rounds, like like <clears throat> the referee Herb Dean, he was like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And uh, Herb was only holding up one, and Ortega was like, "One," and he goes like, two. That just shows he's he has a concussion. He's discombobulated, and he's seeing like three, or he's seeing like two. That's that's a concussion right there. That right there, that is serious. And all like like I said, these fighters they they just deny. Like for instance, I heard like Tito Ortiz. He he said something like he only had like three concussions. And I'm just like, man, he's bullshitting. He's bullshitting us because he's been knocked out many times. He's he got his, you know, he's been knocked out in practice. He's been knocked out in fights. And it's like he's only saying he's he only had like three concussions. Bullshit, man. That is, you know, they they don't want to acknowledge that because it just makes them look bad. You, you know, if you if you say if you talk about like the numerous concussions you have, you just sound like a punching bag. People won't take you serious. It's like, oh, we're, you know, what were you like a punching bag? You know, that's how they will perceive you, or they will just think, you know, that look at you as like, you know, that you suck or something like that. But no, it comes with the territory and stuff, and <clears throat> you know, they shouldn't deny. It. I think, I think, you know, talking more and open about this can get people aware because, like, <clears throat> be aware of the safeties. You know, just the safety, like we, we could learn from other people. And that's the thing, too, because sometimes it's, it's usually too late when we learn, you know, and <clears throat> I could say like there's a lot of stuff that fighters that they do wrong that they shouldn't do. First and foremost, I will have to say, like, if you're a fighter and you want to know if you could take a punch and then in practice, you, you know, you get you get clipped to see if you could take the punch. That's a big no, no. Like you shouldn't do that. For you know, for people to say like, okay, let me see if I can take a punch, and then in practice you just get hit. That is like a big no-no, and that is some that is like the start to having like head trauma, like heck, like concussions and stuff like that that would affect you down the road. So they like people like fighters need to stop proving to themselves or to others that they can take a shot. You would know if you can take a shot once when it happens, <clears throat> once when you're in a fight or in your, you're in sparring, and then you get hit with a with a tough blow. You would know right then and there if you could take the shot. Don't go out of your way to get hit so you can see if you can take the shot. You know, that is just stupid. That is just stupidity, you know, beyond. You know, that's just that's just really dumb. Like, people need to stop doing that because it's going to hurt you down the road, you know. And I think for pro fighters, that's, what, that's the type of knowledge that they could pass on to the younger generation or anyone new is don't get hit, you know. Don't get hit because that is, you know, from their perspective, you know, they they they've been down that road and they know what it's like and to pass, you know, so passing that information is it's gold, you know, and and another thing, too, it's like <clears throat> I know everyone in, in the in the game, they have their own styles, you know, everyone has their own styles where they either, you know, they want to get they want to hit or not get hit or they, you know, they like to go into wars or they like to brawl. Or whatever you know everyone has their own specific style that works for them you know for me personally my style was to not get hit i was more of like for boxing i was more of like you know hit not get hit like you know keep my you know keep my opponent at at range and just move around 
and defense. That's that was that was my style. That's what I prefer. I, I I was not a fan of you know brawling or you know walking you know going forward and slugging. That wasn't my style whatsoever. Just because I don't like getting hit, and that was and that's the thing too. It's like it's fun watching it. You know, because I could watch these guys brawl for days, and it would just it would just be entertaining and it'd just be fun to watch. But when you're on the receiving end, no, not so much. So that was never my style to begin with. But I know that style, let alone that's some people's styles right there. That's that's how they prefer to fight, you know. And and you know those were the type of styles that could get you in trouble and 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 get you hurt, you know. But I feel as though if you're gonna have that style, if that style works best for you, if you like to just move forward and throw your hands. Be smart about it. If you're if you're gonna fight with that style, at least have some defense. At least make sure your hands are up. At least make sure you know you uh, you you know you move out the way on time. Don't just sit there and take the shot and throw one back. Don't be the type of fighter where you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna take two to give one. Nah, if you're gonna be smart about it, like literally, you know, keep your hands up, move around, you know, counterattack. You know, people just need like yeah stuff like that. You know, so. I mean, if it works for them, just they like like I said, that's just not for me. If I had to, if I could, if I could share with you guys a story like from my personal experience, like I remember one time I was training at Ten Goose Boxing Gym down in Van Nuys, California, and the John Molina Jr. He he's a retired <clears throat> retired professional boxer, but at the time he was a pro and he was making his way up in the ranks, and I think. I think it was a little after, I think it was around the time he was getting ready to fight Lucas Matisse, or maybe, yeah, it was like around the, the around the time he was getting ready to fight Lucas Matisse, and if you ever see John Molina Jr., his style is very much like, he's a hard puncher, he, most of his wins are by knockout, but he's just a flat-footed guy, he's a flat-footed fighter, and he comes forward, and he just, uh, he just throws his hands, you know, he just tries to knock people out, because you know that's that's what he's capable of doing and that's and that's pretty much his style his style is like i said take two to to get one kind of like a caveman you know and so but he has knockout power if he hits you you're going down and i experienced that firsthand you know i, I you know from john molina myself like i think he was in preparation for lucas matisse and he you know his trainer asked me if i would like to spar with him so me at the time i was like yeah i would love to spar with him because it would just make me that much better to spar with a pro, to spar with someone that's better than me, to get the experience. So I, I was all up for it. So I knew what I was getting myself into because like the the the, the sparring match that he had before me, he uh, he hit some guy really hard and the guy just like in the middle of the in the middle of the round, he was just like I quit. I don't want to do this. You know, he just he just got out the ring like he just got hit, you know, he's got a bell, his bell rung and he was just he didn't want to do it. So I knew what I was getting myself into. And we went like four rounds, and I and on the last round, but like you see the thing with John Molina, he all his punches hurt. When he throws punches, they all hurt because he just has like natural power. But he wasn't like a a big muscular guy. He was like a skinny guy, but for some odd reason, he had like this crazy power, and I, and I don't know where he gets it from. But in the last round, in the fourth round, what happened was I think like. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was gonna catch. He was gonna throw his jab, and I was gonna catch it, but <clears throat> I think he feigned his jab, and I overextended my right arm, and he came over with the left hook, and he clipped, and he clipped me on the chin, and that chin, and uh, when he hit me with that shot, 
that that right there gave me a concussion. Literally gave me a concussion. Like I was immediately like I like I didn't I didn't fall to the ground, but like my my legs gave out. You know, my legs were all wobbly. Like um, you know, like yeah, they they were just like all wobbly, and all of a sudden, like I I started to see like three. Like I got discombobulated in the middle of the round. I was like, holy shit, you know, I didn't, you know. And then afterwards, he was just like, you know. He was just pressuring forward and just unloading on me and stuff like that. But luckily, I, I was able to move around, you know, and, and, and to the bell, to you know, to the round ended. But yeah, that that was like that right there. That that was painful. Like he just, you know, after that, I had a concussion that that was there for like about I, I would say like a few days. I would say like four days, you know. And it was just, it was just something that like you cannot play with, you know. Especially like if you get a concussion and then. You go, you go right back into sparring afterwards. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, if after you, after you got a concussion, the best thing to do is to sit out for a, like about, <clears throat> you know, like a week, two weeks, just depending, just de- depending on how you feel. I guess I know with fighters, it's usually a different thing because they're training for a fight and they have to, they have to get in the work. So they usually, you know, train with a concussion. And sometimes these guys go into a fight with a concussion, and so. <clears throat> But if you're, you know, if you're not like a fighter and you're not training, it's, it's best, it's your best bet to just sit out, you know, like, like one of my, um, like I knew someone that, that, you know, that was in a, that was in a rough sparring and afterwards he got a concussion. So he sat out for a whole month. He didn't spar for a whole month. He just sat out to let his brain heal. And that's a smart decision that he made, you know, to, to just let his brain heal, you know, and, and it's something, it's something too that for, for a fighter or for anyone, it's always good to communicate that with your coach. And that's one way to to help you and, and others out, to actually to help yourself out mainly because it's like if you're communicating with your coach that, hey, look, I have a concussion. I have these symptoms. I feel in this way. Then the, then your coach can, um, <clears throat> you know, can be receptive to that and he can work around that. You know, he can sit you out, you know, for a few days or whatever or just you know, um, just, just check, you know, check up on you to see how you're feeling, you know? And I feel like for fighters, that's what they need to do. They, they just got to be open about it with their coach, you know, because I feel like it's the coach's responsibility and, you know, they know best as to what to do instead of, you know, you, you know, the, the person just hiding it. And for me, after that concussion from John Molina, he, yeah, like I sat out for like two weeks because, um, yeah, because th- that stung, you know, but, and that was, and, and, the, and the thing too, it's like, I think another thing that head trauma is not that, dis- it's not discussed as much as it should be, it's like, because it's like, the more you think about it, the more it would scare you, you know, it's like, the more you think about head trauma, you just, you know, it would stick in that person's mind, and it would just be like, man, like, it will make you feel scared, or make you feel worried that, what if that might happen to you, you know, like, what if like, man, like I'm in practice or I'm in this fight and then like something bad happens to me severely. And and that thing is scary. So it's one of those things where like the less you think about it, the less you have to worry, you know, and <clears throat> Muhammad Ali, too, he said it himself. He said, I never thought about head trauma because if I thought about it too much, it would scare me and I just wouldn't want to do it. So I think fighters don't think about it as much because because of you know stuff like that they don't want it to make you know have them like want to quit 
the sport because it could definitely do that. And for me, that's one of the reasons why like I <clears throat> decided to stop like boxing or like, you know, yeah, like stop boxing is because of the fact that I was thinking about head trauma too much. I was like, fuck, because there was this fighter <clears throat> around like, I think it was like 2014 or 2015. His name is Pritchard Cologne. <clears throat> and he was he was like a young prospect in boxing. He was um he was like a really like a really good amateur boxer that represented Puerto Rico in many amateur tournaments and he you know he was a really good amateur and he, and when he turned pro, he was he was a prospect that they were looking at as, as probably like the next guy, you know. And at this at this point in time he had like about 15 fights. He was like 15 and 0. And so <clears throat> I forgot who he fought, but he fought this one guy and and <clears throat> this guy like throughout the whole entire fight, he just kept hitting uh Pritchard like from behind the head. I don't think it was intentionally. It didn't seem like it was intentionally, but I, I just seem I just think that they were both caught caught up in the fight and he was just hitting you know, some of the shots were just get, getting him in the back of the head and it was, you know, it was point blank. It was clearly obvious that you could see it happen throughout the fight. And I, the referee only intervened like about one time, but the rest, like he just, you know, he just let it continue to go on. And it was a bad mistake on his end because after the fight, like Pritchard didn't win, he lost, but he like right after the fight, he just wasn't feeling well. And so they immediately rushed him to the hospital and his brain, you know, was uh, was bleeding. It was like swollen, and they put him in a coma, you know. And he was in a coma for about like a whole year, like a year and a half or something like that. And he he's out the coma now, but he's just like a completely different person. Like if you look up Pritchard Cologne, he is he is completely different. You see the before and after. He's just like it's it's like Jesus. Like well, like what the hell happened? You know, like now he's just like a vegetable, literally like a vegetable. His brain is damaged severely, and he's just like like it just amazes me as to see like what happened and like before like how he was this, this young prospect that had a lot of potential and that had you know a lot of, uh, you know promoters had a lot riding on, and now he's just like a vegetable. It's just crazy. It's just like I you know it's it's one of those things that scared me and that's and I made I made my I made my decision to like not want to continue to do it. I'm like, man, I, I don't want to end up like Pritchard Cologne, you know, that's just scary. There's more to life than this. You know, I don't need to continue to do this. There's more to life. And so <clears throat> yeah, like that that that's that was like a scare for me because it's like you know, like Pritchard, he he's going to have to live like that for the rest of his life. Like if you guys look like I I would suggest you guys check him out see for yourself you can see the fight in which that happened to him and you can see like you know the aftermath and so you know stuff like that like man it could happen to anyone it doesn't you know it could happen to like these you know the top guys it doesn't you know necessarily have to be anyone that's not famous or anything like that it could just you know it could happen on any given day in any given fight so yeah, I mean, the, and and the, and the thing too, the referee fucked up. It was it was his responsibility to intervene. Pritchard, you know, he told you know he 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 made it known to the referee that this was happening, but but for some odd reason, he just I don't know. He was just a lousy referee. He was just a lazy bum. You know, if I saw that referee, I'll call him out. Like, hey man, what's up, man? Like, 
what the hell? Why did you do that, man? You, you fucking, you old bum. Like, like for real, that, that, that just messed up. It, it sucks to see that. It sucks to see anyone going through stuff like that. But it's just like, people need to be aware of this stuff, you know? And they just got to, that's why they got to protect their head. They got to, you know, be smart. Be In training, be smart. Be, in a fight, be smart. If you could take less damage, good. You're on the right track, you know? And so... <clears throat> Like if I had to do it all over again, I would like I would avoid boxing. If I had to do it all over again, I would just stick with jujitsu and wrestling. That's all. That's all I would think. I'd be like, okay, cool. I love boxing. It's it's a, I love the art. I love the sweet science of boxing. But if I have to go back and start my training all over again, I would just stick with wrestling and jujitsu. I feel like it's more effective. And if you're in a fight, you can avoid getting hit. You could just simply take the fight to the ground. And control the fight from right there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go go into boxing. Or I mean, if I if I did go into boxing, I would have just like, did just did it for training, just for practice. I wouldn't even try to like prepare for fights or anything like that. You know, save me, save save me, yeah, save me the worry, save me from any anything like that. Because like when you get a concussion, man, <clears throat> let me tell you something. It it doesn't tickle. You know, it doesn't feel good. You feel horrible. Like your head is just like in agony, literally in agony. Like your head just won't stop hurting. And it's like it's painful. And it's not something that like anyone would want to go through, you know. So for me, I'm just so glad that I walked away and I and I don't have to do it, you know. Because at, at the end of the day too, you know, fighters need to look at this too. There's more to life than fighting. If you're a boxer or like MMA fighter or kickboxer or whatever... There's more to life than fighting. There's life outside of that because eventually your career is going to end and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to walk away and you have to look at, you got, you know, you got to be realistic. You got to look at, you know, that there's, there's more to life, you know, outside of fighting or, you know, you see these pros sometimes there's pro pro fighters that like, you know, they, they will have like a case of like a head trauma and that will be the reason for them to retire. But then you know, you know, and then things are not like really working out for them afterwards, you know, either like, you know, money problems or they just have this itch of fighting or they miss it somehow and then they get back into it, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> it's like, that's, you know, when you have that itch or if you're, or if like people are complimenting you like, hey man, you could do it, come back into it and stuff like that. That's, that's pretty much like they're the ego talking, you know, that's, that's kind of one of those things where people are like, like fooling, like fueling your ego, you know? And it's like, if they're, if they're cheering, cheering your wants to make a comeback or you have that itch, it's like, you're doing it for your ego because if you know, if like, if you know better and you know not to, to fight because, you know, it's going to, it's going to damage you or it's going to mess up your brain a lot more than, then don't do it. You know, don't, you know, I understand fighters have a hard time with walking away because that's all they know, you know, that they were doing for many years. And it's just, it's one of those things where you just got to, you just got to suck it up. You know, you just got to, you got to fight and you got to suck it up and you're going to walk away because, <clears throat> you know, you know, you just got to look at your future. You got to think about your family. You got to think about all the positives, you know, you don't want to think about the negatives. Like, fuck, I should have walked away when, you know, you know when I when I when I needed to. You know you don't want to regret that. You don't want to sit in in a in a hospital bed, or you want you don't want to you know um, 
sit, you know, in a hospital lobby, you know, waiting to receive like an MRI to get your MRI results back. You don't want to do that. You know, your best bet is to walk away like once when you need to. You know, I I remember like Carlos Condit, like many years back, that was one of the reasons why he retired because of head trauma. And so like afterwards, after when, you know, after he retired, like he had a hard time adjusting to life after fighting because of money. Most of his money was made when he was fighting. So afterwards, he had a hard time, you know, trying to make money. He try, he tries like several business stuff. And he, he also, too, just had like this itch on wanting to, you know, come back fighting. So that's what he did. He came back fighting. And I mean, he's still, in, you know, he's still fighting now. But that was one of the reasons why, like, you know, he had to retire in the first place was because, because of head trauma. You know, and I don't know how he's feeling right now. You know, I don't know how he's feeling right now. Maybe, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's fighting. So he, you know, he must pass their physicals, but who knows, you know, what will happen to him down the line. And, and like Matt's Matt Brown too. I remember, you know, if you see Matt Brown style, man, he's like, he's one of those guys where he's like cement footer. He would just come forward like a caveman he, and he has heavy hands too. You know, that's his, <clears throat> that's his style. He just likes to, he likes to brawl and just like knock people out. But he also has to retire too because of head trauma. <clears throat> I think like after one of his fights, he had something, he had something wrong. And uh, he, <clears throat> he had to go in the hospital and he was there for like about, I forgot, like maybe like two weeks or something to just let his brain heal. And for like, you know, for that, for the two weeks that he was there, he was just, in his own room and you know just kind of like with no tv and the shades closed like just just nothing they just want his brain to heal and stuff like that so he had it pretty bad too but you know i think he's still fighting too and uh there was another fighter too mac danzig he was all right he you know he fought in the ufc but he had to retire because he had to he received too many concussions in his career and he stayed retired and he's you know he's still retired now but, you know, smart on his part for not wanting to come back, you know. So, and to, and oh yeah, Robbie Lawler too. Robbie Lawler, like Robbie Lawler, he, he had, you know, he went through a period where he had like brain trauma too. <clears throat> and so, I mean, even though he's still fighting right now, but Robbie Lawler can't really take like too many punches. He has more of like a glass straw where if he, you know, gets hit with a hard punch, he's going down. Just like his fight with Tyron Woolley. It didn't. It didn't last long because Tyron really clipped him, knocked him out, you know, real quick. And <clears throat> Robbie Lawler, you know, had that problem before, and I think he still does. But you know, he's just he right now. He's at the end of his career, and you know, he's probably you know he's making a lot of you know he's really great money. So and he's having some really great fights. So I think he's going to ride it out to the very end, to his the end of his contract. But. Yeah, like Robbie Lawler, he has a, he has a glass jaw for sure. He can't he can't take you know hard punches. He can't you know he can't be in wars like he he was in with Roy McDonald. You know he can't have those type of fights. So yeah, like <clears throat> if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would just I would you know I would like avoid boxing. I mean I would if I did boxing, I would just just be smart like you know headgear, don't get hit. I mean, I, I didn't get hit, but just sometimes. But um, yeah, that's what I would do. I would stick with wrestling. I would stick with jujitsu. But <clears throat> there's something out there for for anyone, you know. 
it may I mean jujitsu and wrestling might not be for for you guys or whatever, but it may be for someone. So one thing I really want to <clears throat> I want you guys to take away from all of this from this episode of the podcast. I mean we're not done just yet. We still have a, a few more things to talk about. But before we end this segment, before we end this topic, I just want you guys to take away the fact that just be smart. If you're a competitor, if you're in, if you're a fighter, amateur fighter, pro fighter, or just someone that trains, just take this into consideration. Just be smart. Just be smart about with what you're doing. Just be smart of the training and everything that you're doing. You know, just, you know, first and foremost, in practice, we're headgear. Headgear is a must. Never neglect headgear, okay, guys? Invest in some headgear. I mean, I know there's some Everlast stuff out there. They work pretty good. You know, but just always wear headgear because that, that will do wonders. That will do wonders to your brain and that will help you in the long run. Be smart. Use headgear. Second, communicate with your coach. Make sure you let your coach know how you feel. So he doesn't. So if you have a concussion, he doesn't throw you in, you know, another sparring the next day or the day after, you know, or I guess like like a monster or someone that's really good. You know, just let him know. Just like just let him know how, how you how you're feeling. You know, so he can protect you. So he can, you know, so he could check up on you and he could accommodate you and work around you. You know, and just just educate yourself on concussions, <clears throat> educate yourself on head trauma, and stuff like that because. You know, I think it's better to 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 be aware of it now than rather than later. You know, it's one of those things. You know, is you just it's, it's best to just you know to know now. Just educate yourself, and you know, if you're just testing the waters to see if maybe this is something that you want to do in the near future, be a fighter. You know, just <clears throat> if you're a beginner or something like that, just educate yourself. Just be like, okay, you know what? Let me let me look into head trauma. Let me look into concussions. Let me see. Let me read up more about it because it will benefit you. It will benefit you in the long run, you know. And also, too, like another thing, too, fight smart. <clears throat> if you're a fighter, the best thing to do is not get hit. If you can hit and not get hit, whether you're in MMA or you're in boxing, that will be great. Just know, stick to basics, which is keep your hands up, keep your distance, and, and defend punches, you know, and and defending punches can come in either way. You know, you could just have your, your hands up and the punches could, you know, hit your arms, bounce on your arms or slipping punches or ducking punches or, <clears throat> you know, or like catching or catching punches and stuff like that. It doesn't necessarily mean you could, you guys have to do like and Mayweather shoulder roll, you know what I mean? That's just too advanced. Like if you stick to the basics, stuff like that, you know, you'll be good. You know, just... Stick to the basics, guys. Like, trust me, if you stick to the basics, like, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll come in handy. You know, there's, you don't need to do all this fancy stuff, you know, to look cool. You don't necessarily need to. And you don't need to pitch yourself in these fights where you, where, you know, where, you know, you're going to pitch yourself in a bad position where you're going to, you want to excite the crowd and stuff like that. I know, like, fighting is entertainment, it's a sport, and there's fighters that want to go out there and just give it their all, and they just want to, <clears throat> and, and that's and they just want to go to war and stuff like that, you know. But just be smart about it, you know. Don't just like if you're gonna do it, just do it in a smart way, you know. Like pull back when you need to, you know. Don't just stay, just don't stay in the pit for too long until someone knocks out, you know what I mean. Just like, just be smart about it, you know. 
And so, I mean, and, and find a style that works best for you. You know, if, like I said, like if you, if you, my style was like, you know, to hit and not get hit, you know, just use the jab, you know, use my reach, keep my distance, you know, but um, yeah, like, you know, just be smart about it. And if you guys know someone that's fighting or whatever, let them know about this podcast. Let them know <clears throat> about this episode. Share the share it with them. You know, I think you. I think I think it will be beneficial for them to to be aware of this type of thing because <clears throat> a lot of people would, like I said earlier in the podcast, they would just deny it. They would ignore it. They they wouldn't really take it serious. You know, because I feel as though like if they talk about it or or whatever, it's like showing weakness. But it's really not. It's really being smart. It's really being smart and thinking about the long run because once when you have head trauma, once when your brain is damaged, it's really hard to to reverse that. It's really hard for your you know, it's you know, your brain is just damaged and it's damaged for good and there's no going back around it, you know. So it's better to look at the long run, your life. You wanna live a good quality life, you know. You wanna be able to live the rest of your life and just enjoy your family, just enjoy the things that you like because Everyone at the end of the day has to walk away. They're not going to fight forever. This doesn't last forever. So just be smart, guys. <clears throat> just be aware. Do your research. Talk to other people. Talk to your trainer. Talk to you know pros. Just do it. Do whatever you can just to avoid the head trauma and the because yeah, just do this for yourself. If anything, just do it for yourself. Just if you want to be the best fighter they can possibly be, just you know, protect yourself and just learn about head trauma, concussions, because, you know, it would be beneficial for you. So let's, yeah, I mean, aside from that, you know, there's like, there's other stuff going on in the world of MMA. So let's get to these news because, you know, it's everything just seems to be going crazy right now. You know, it's like, first and foremost, remember last week, I don't know if you guys like, I mean, many of you guys who are new to this podcast, maybe uh, you guys don't know, but last week I discussed about Chuck Liddell's latest arrest. So Chuck Liddell was arrested for like a domestic violence, you know, case. So I mean, this is allegedly, this is just alleged facts that was um, that was reported. And so, so now I guess like earlier on, <clears throat> earlier on this week, it was reported that. I guess Chuck Liddell was on the receiving end from a a domestic uh, from the de- from a de- from domestic violence from his wife. I guess he said something like, "I guess you know there's some mental health issues going on in his family right now," and I guess I mean his daughter witnessed the whole thing too. So what his daughter said was like, she saw she saw both of them like pushing each other, and she hit him in the face a few times. But the cops, you know, were called, and and so like instead of her being taken to jail, he decided to you know volunteer himself, you know. So I mean that's a that's a stand up thing to do to like not have your wife go to jail and just you know you know go for her and her place, you know. That's a that's I, not a lot of people will do that. But <clears throat> so before anybody could just like look down upon Chuck Liddell and think he's like this woman beater, I mean. Think you know? Think twice about it because, like I said, these are just alleged facts. We cannot take these facts wholeheartedly. We gotta only take it into like consideration that this is being said by you know the officer. This is being said by 
you know, his wife and Chuck. So, yeah, but the full story came out that his wife was the one that was, you know, like physically assaulting him. So, <clears throat> so yeah, like, and, and so like, so when the cops were called, he just volunteered to go because when the cops are brought to the scene and, and there's like a domestic violence issue going on, it's like, <clears throat> Someone has someone's going to jail, you know. You know, they the cops are not just going to show up there, and everything be all good. Now someone has to go to jail, and so Chuck volunteered himself. So, I mean, so so what's up with all these MMA fighters just making the headlines recently? You know, for domestic violence, it's just literally back to back to back to back, big name after big name after big name, just like in the headlines. It's just. It's crazy. I don't ever remember a time seeing all these fighters in the headlines for domestic violence, <clears throat> for, you know, let alone a woman, you know. It's like Conor McGregor, too, like this past weekend. You know, right now, I guess he's in Italy. And so, he, you know, he, he sucker punched this DJ for no apparent reason. The DJ was like, you know, it was just myself, my wife, and Conor and his wife. And then out of nowhere, Conor just sucker punches me in the face and he just wanted to kick the shit out of him. It's like Jesus. Like even though these are just alleged facts, if if that was true, I will have to think that Connor probably had a little too much, you know, of his of his own proper whiskey. He probably had a little too much to drink. He got a little rowdy and was just like I'm gonna kick the shit out of this guy, you know. Because I've seen videos of Conor McGregor just like when he's out in parties, he's just like I don't know. He's like hostile, you know. He's just like he's like always ready to fight. You know, it's like you're supposed to be out having a good time, but you're over here having, you know, wanting to fight people, just beat people up. It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't know, man. But I know, like, some people say he's like, he's on cocaine. He does cocaine too and stuff. I'm not sure how true is that, but I've seen a video where he was just like, he seemed really high, and and I, you know, people were saying it was cocaine, but but yeah, like Connor. Luis Pena, like his, you could hear the audio dispatch that was recently released, and it's just like his his girlfriend is telling the the operator, the dispatcher that that uh, Pena is just like she, you know, just just beating on her, just punching her in the face, you know, and she can't get him to leave, and it's just like she had enough, and she, you know, enough is enough, and she, you know, st- you know, stood up for, for herself and. Yeah, and the the UFC did a right job for like cutting him, you know. There's, <clears throat> yeah, there's no need for that. There's no need to beat up an innocent person for no apparent reason, you know. No, 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 no. But <clears throat> yeah, and John Jones too, like his his coach, um, uh, Mike Jackson, not Mike Mike Jackson, um, Mike Winklejohn. He was on Ariel. Ariel Hawani's podcast, the MMA Hour, and he just recently talked about like about about kicking John out the gym. Like he's not allowed to train at at their gym at the moment until he gets his shit together. And so I think he made the right decision. That I think like that's the best decision to discipline John is to just you know take him out the gym. You know because definitely I mean if if there's no disciplinary disciplinary action towards John Jones, then it's going to seem like it's okay for him to continue to do it. You know, sometimes people have to be punished in order in order to learn. So something doesn't something like that doesn't happen again. You know, but like I said, there these are just allegations. But um, at, you know, at this time, like his his uh, his trainer really did a uh, a good job for 
kicking him out the gym for the time being until things start to change, until he sees like improvements with John, you know, like quit drinking. And that's something that John wants to do himself, you know, because like he, you know, he spoke about like earlier this week too, he spoke about, you know, he has some demons that he needs to conquer. Like when he was a kid, I guess he was molested. He stated he was molested. You know, he lost some family members. So he has, you know, there's some stuff going on in his life that he hasn't got to fix yet, you know. And so I think he resorted to drinking, I guess, is like his remedy to to not have to deal with it, you know. But I don't, I, I don't know. But, but yeah, like, this is crazy. I don't know. I was thinking at first, I was like, is it the season? Is it because of the winter? Is it because, like, it's, it's getting colder or whatever and people are just reacting, you know, out in a different way like it's just crazy i don't even know I, i've never there's never been a time where all these fighters are just making the headlines literally like week after week for domestic violence it's just like shit you know they're turning they're turning to the dark side palpatine is turning them to the dark side they're shedding them away from the light and they're crossing over to the dark side man it's crazy but i mean <clears throat> but yeah chuck liddell like yeah, like when I when I heard about this from Chuck Liddell, I just I didn't think like I didn't like for me I didn't think he was that type of person. And there was a lot of people that vouched for him too. A lot of people came out and said like, "Nah, Chuck Liddell is not is not that type of person. He he's a great father. He's a great husband. He's one of the nicest guys out there. So to him to like to to um, attack his wife, they they just couldn't see it. And and so, like I said, like it came out that his wife was the one that was, you know, attacking him. And right now, like after since after this incident, I Chuck said that he's um, getting divorced from his wife. So man, it, it shows. So it shows that it's pretty. It's, it's that bad, you know. But I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think with all these allegations going on between John Jones, Chuck Liddell, Conor McGregor? Like, what do you guys think about it? Like, do you think? that they didn't do it or do you think that they did do it like what's your opinion in regards to all of this and why do you think you know why why do you think like these things are coming about like right now you know so i would like to hear it too i would like to hear your guys' opinions but man it's crazy you know like i don't know but aside from all that we got some other news guys so this weekend is going to be some really good fights we got some really good fights for Bellator, and we got some really good fights for the UFC. <clears throat> for Bellator, what I I didn't realize until like today, I didn't realize that Fedor Fedor is fighting this Saturday in Bellator in Russia. Like I had no idea. Like I wasn't even aware that Fedor uh, came back until like recently. I'm just like, what? That is so crazy. Like the the last emperor, he's making his return back to MMA in Bellator. This Saturday, he's fighting in his hometown, actually in his home country of Russia, against Tim Johnson, who I'd never heard of until this fight was announced. Well, actually, until like I seen like a media, you know, press conference earlier. But yeah, this is how I found out. It was because of that. It's just crazy. It's like I thought Fedor retired. I didn't think he was gonna fight again, but yet here he is. Like, I mean, it just shows the true competitor of Fedor and how. He's just doing this because he really loves this. So <clears throat> he says up. He says something like he's gonna have like I think he signed up for like two fights or something like that. So 
yeah, so this is one fight against Tim Johnson, in which, like I said, I've never even heard of until this day. But I guess his notable wins have been against uh, Matt Mitrione, Meathead, a.k.a. Meathead, and Czech Congo. But, you know, those guys are over the hill. So, but anyways, like, yeah, Tim Johnson, out of all people, Tim Johnson, when he could have fought Alistair Overeem, when he could have fought Junior Dos Santos, but he just denied those fights. He just, he just like turned him down for, I don't know, for who knows what reason. I know with Junior Dos Santos, he said he just didn't want to fight Dos Santos because he got cut from the UFC and he's just not the same fighter as as he was like, you know, many years ago. And I could agree with Fedor. Junior Dos Santos is not the same fighter like he was back in his prime in 2012, 2010, you know, when he was coming up the ranks or when he was, you know, UFC heavyweight champion. He's not the same. He has taken a a, a beating. He has taken a lot of damage <clears throat> in his fights. I know his second fight with Cain Velasquez, his third fight with Cain Velasquez, you know, it's just a lot of, you know, all those fights, those those were some hard fights that that JDS has been in. And yes, he is definitely not the same. But to say that you wanted to choose Tim Johnson, a guy who's really no one hasn't even heard of over someone like Junior Dos Santos. I mean, because I, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird, you know, have, having that coming from Fedor. Because after I saw that, I was just like... He he is he dodging JDS like this, is he avoiding like this tough competition? Why like why is he doing that? That that just seems so unlike him because it's like he thinks Tim Johnson is a better is a better opponent than JDS, in which I don't think he is. I think even though right now even though JDS is run down, I still think he's capable of knocking out any man. I still think he's capable of being in a really good fight. So for him to knock him down and says, oh, I don't want to fight him because he is not the same fighter or, or you know, and because he got cut from the UFC, I don't know. It sounds like an excuse. But at the same time, it's like when I look at Fedor, I'm like, Fedor is the real deal. I, th- I think like he is overrated. That's for sure. He is overrated. But at the same time, he's not underrated, I should say. I don't think he's near. I don't think he's nor underrated or overrated. I think he's just like. I think he he is one of the best. He is definitely a goat, but <clears throat> and he has proven in many you know time and time again that's all he's fought. He all he's fought you know one good guy after another good good guy, and he's just proven it you know with, with his abilities. But I don't know, it's crazy. Like you know, for here you know when I heard that, I'm just like, man, it just sounds like he just does want to fight JDS. He's just avoiding that fight, but. I mean, what, I mean, it's it's whatever. Like he's at this point where he just doesn't need to fight. He does, you know, he could pick his fights. So you know, a fight with with JDS really <clears throat> is irrelevant. He doesn't need to do it. But to say that Tim Johnson is a better fighter than JDS, that is just like nah, hell no. Nah. That is that is not that's not that's that's like laughable. It's like no way, shape, or form is that even true. Like for reals, he just doesn't want to fight JDS. But that would have been that would be a cool fight if if they did, you know, if he did say yes and that did, that fight did happen in Bellator, that would be so dope to see JDS versus the great legendary Fedor Emelianenko. That would be dope. But it's it's never gonna happen. But yeah, like yeah, guys, I he's fighting this Saturday in Bellator. So and it's on uh, Showtime. So if you guys have Showtime, tune in. 
live to watch Fedor return back to the octagon to fight Tim Johnson. If not, you guys can always watch it on YouTube. It will definitely be posted on YouTube, so you guys can always catch it after. So, But aside from that, we have the UFC with Paula Costa versus Marvin Vittori. Woo. This is going to be a great middleweight fight between these two guys. Both of these guys have not fought since their loss to Israel Adesanya. So these two guys are making their return back to the octagon since their, since their defeat by Izzy for the belt. So this is going to be a good fight. I actually like it. This is a great main event. I'm so stoked about this. So, I mean, it's just cool to think about the fact that we got UFC and Bellator going head-to-head on the same night. I mean, it, it, it has happened before, you know, but I, the UFC, what happens, the UFC is on an hour earlier. So, they're, they're on for two hours. So, and then on the last hour, that's when Bellator comes on. So, but yeah, guys, like, yeah, I can't, this is going to be a great fight. This is a great main event. I wonder if UFC planned that. I wonder if the UFC knew Fatal was coming back and decided to have this main event on the same day, like because they they have done that stuff before. But it's it's really good. So if I have to look at this fight, I will say Paula Costa. That's my pick. I will have to say Paula Costa will get this win. And uh, yeah, I think he's just I think he's just better. He's stronger. He's uh, he can knock people out. He has good submissions. I see, yeah, I see Paul Costa winning this fight for sure. I mean, both of them they're really good. So it's like I said, it's it's kind of hard to pick. It's a toss up because you know these two guys are just coming off their losses to you know Israel Adesanya, you know for the championship. Like right now, Paul Costa is number two in the middleweight rankings, and uh, Marvin Vittori is it's number five. So. Yeah, like this is this is a close fight. So like if this fight, whoever wins this fight, they could be in line for another title shot. If not, then their next fight, if they win their next fight, they'll probably get a rematch for the championship. You know, against whoever. But <clears throat> so yeah, this 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 is a big fight for for these two guys and this definitely places them up the ladder like to get a title shot, definitely. So this is going to be very exciting. I'm probably going to watch both at the same time. I'm probably going to channel surf because I, I do have Showtime. And I do have, I think it's on ESPN Plus, so I could always go back and forth. But, I mean, why would I do that if I if I could uh, Tebow uh, Strikeforce? I mean, not Strikeforce, Bellator. I could always, like, DVR. I got DVR too, you know? So, yeah, I could. But, yeah, I mean, what, I mean it doesn't matter, but... I mean, what what about you guys? Are you guys excited for the last emperor, the great, the one and only Fedor Melianenko? Are you are you ready for his comeback? Are you ready for his fight? Who, who, who I mean, what do you think? Do you think he's avoiding JDS or what? Or do you think Tim Johnson is a better fighter than JDS at this moment right now? Because in my personal opinion, I think Fedor don't want to fight JDS. I don't think he needs to, but and he shouldn't. But I, I don't think he wants to fight him. A one true, good, great heavyweight. And who do you guys? Who are you guys going for? Are you going? Are, are you guys going for Paula Costa or Marvin Vittori? 
And yeah, I mean, some epic fights, guys. I can't wait to report on them on the next podcast because, yeah, it's going to be dope. I can't wait. But before I end this podcast, I want to talk about one last thing. And this has been bugging me for, you know, since I read this, actually, since I heard this. And it was from Roman Reigns. If you guys are a fan of WWE, Roman Reigns is one of their top guys. And he just, you know, recently made some comments in regards to CM Punk and his failed stint in MMA. If you guys haven't heard my CM Punk episode, go go ahead and go back in the archives and check that out. It's only like 10 minutes, 11 minutes. It's worth, uh, it's worth you know, listening to. So check that out. But he recently made headlines and... And he was kind of like dishing out, like they asked him a question about CM Punk and and in regards to like if they will ever have a if he would like if, if he would like to have a match with CM Punk, like a pro wrestling match down the road. And he says like you know if business is right, yeah, I would like definitely be you know I would love to have a a match with CM Punk. But he also like he also dissed them too. He he just doesn't think that like you know a skinny guy that's not athletic that. That is bony. That's not a legitimate athlete, and he he just doesn't believe that someone like CM Punk and his stature, like being six foot and two hundred pounds, he doesn't doesn't look at CM Punk as someone that can do it like that can do anything to him. He just he he doesn't think that he could physically get dominated by someone like CM Punk in a real fight. He you know he just like he's just really confident in himself that he's just. This six foot three, two hundred sixty pound, sixty pound, like legitimate athlete that can you know that can kick his ass like in a real fight, and it's like, yeah, he just he just you know he just brags that he's like this division one, you know, football player, and if it wasn't for his you know illness, he'll be playing in the in the NFL right now, and he just like like I said, guys, he just doesn't think that like in a real fight, CM Punk could kick his ass because. You know of his fell stint in MMA and the fact that Roman Reigns is you know he's six foot three and two sixty five. Well, it's just like you know the the thing that Roman Reigns doesn't understand is that okay yes CM Punk did have a fell stint to MMA, but <clears throat> the fact of the matter is is that he tried, and we should all give him credit for for trying because he stepped up in one of the best organizations out in the world right now. He stepped in the octagon. It's he did something that a lot of people could not do, and that was get in a fight. And he did it in the UFC. Okay, first and foremost, we got to give him credit for that. Would Roman Reigns could could he say that? Could he say that he could step in the octagon and fight any one of those guys? Yeah, he probably will say, but he'll be bullshitting himself because there's there, there's no way or there's no given fact that he he can hang with those guys. If he stepped into the octagon. If he stepped into a real fight with a real man like CM Punk or any of those heavyweights, he'll get his ass kicked. And even though CM Punk did not win any of his fights and he got his ass kicked the whole entire time, <clears throat> this is what I believe. Even though <clears throat> I know he still trains jiu-jitsu, I know he's still training part-time and stuff, but if he got in a fight with Roman Reigns, my money would be on CM Punk. And... and the reason why is that because CM Punk knows how to fight and Roman Roman Reigns doesn't. He could brag all he wants for being this great athlete, this 
really great football player and stuff like that and and his and his stature but at the end of the day what is he going to do when CM Punk takes him to the ground what is he going to do when he gets him in the arm bar get right back up like is that easy just to get back up when you get taken down no it's not what CM Punk would do he would take him down and he would submit him and there's not a damn thing Roman Reigns is going to do about it so he could rag all he wants and say you know he doesn't you know he doesn't believe that that could happen and he looks non-threatening but that's but that's the thing with martial arts and that's and, and and it goes way back to the early days of the UFC when Hoist Gracie was in the UFC and he won you know the first you know when he when he made an impact everyone looked at looked at him like he was a little girl he was like this tall skinny kid in a gi and he was over here choking out all these big dudes you know showing people that size really doesn't matter you know but Size does matter to a certain to a certain degree. Just say, for instance, if Roman Reigns, you know, did know some you know aspects of martial arts, like if he did know like boxing or if he didn't know wrestling or jujitsu, and him and CM Punk got in a fight, I would say yes, Roman Reigns would definitely win that just because of the size difference. But since he doesn't even know how to fight, he doesn't even know anything. He doesn't know how to defend a takedown you know, nor submission. If he gets in a fight with CM Punk, I could guarantee you guys CM Punk will kick his ass. You know, so he shouldn't be too confident about that. He shouldn't be too confident about that because, you know, like you can act all that, you know, all those because all those like WWE guys, I hear them all the time. They always say the same shit like, yeah, like you know, I I would have done UFC, I would have done MMA. Oh, I have this, you know, I have this wrestling background and stuff, but <clears throat> the fact of the matter is you didn't do it. You didn't try it. So don't act tough and think that, oh, I can transition to MMA and, and do do real well. But nah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a different beast. It's a different sport. You you know, there's only, only few can succeed. Guys like Brock Lesnar, he succeeded. There's guys like Bobby Lashley. Even though he wasn't champion, he still did it. And he was there for a few years. And he did have some success. He did have several wins. But he went and he did that. There's like Ronda Rousey. You know, she did real well when she was a UFC fighter. And when she transitioned to WWE, she also did real well too. So, you know, don't get too confident, Roman Reigns. Because when the time comes, if that ever does happen, and you think, you know, you can kick CM Punk's ass, you know, you'll, you'll be surprised. Because... You, you would definitely be surprised that a short order cook like CM Punk can can wipe the mat with him. I truly believe that 100%. And if you guys don't, well, I would like to hear your opinions because it matters. It matters for me to know what you guys think. Or do you guys agree with me? Do you guys b- believe that CM Punk in real life can kick Roman Reigns' ass? Because like I said, guys, Roman Reigns doesn't know how to defend a takedown. He doesn't know how to defend a submission. He'll he'll most likely probably get gassed within a few minutes. You know, he'll get his ass kicked, even though CM Punk's not the greatest fighter. I have faith in Punk. Punk, you got this. You got this, Punk. But, yeah, guys, well, that's, that's pretty much it, man. You know, <clears throat> that's pretty much it. But I'm so glad you guys are able to make it out this far with me to the end of the podcast because... Yeah, man, I, I, that's been that you know that's what's been going on in MMA, just stuff like that, you know. So I can't wait to watch these fights this weekend, you know. 
it's only a few days away but how about you guys are you guys gonna watch it like what's up with you guys you know so but i enjoyed this podcast guys so hopefully you guys can you know subscribe follow me on instagram follow me on youtube yeah guys stay notified keep turning your notifications on so whenever i upload you guys will be notified Last but not least, guys, I just want to remind you to don't forget to follow my Instagram at epic underscore fights underscore discussions underscore MMA. And I'm also on Facebook, too, with the same name, epic underscore fights underscore discussions underscore MMA. And you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing. And like I said, if you haven't subscribed don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Turn your notifications on so whenever I upload, you guys would know it. But thank you, like I said, guys, for tuning in. And yeah, let's, you know, thanks for tuning in. And, you know, there's a lot more in store. The best is still yet to come. So thank you, guys. And until next time, peace.